Welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York. We create uh, advertising and build brands utilizing authentic storytelling. And we work with small businesses. And this, thus, we've expanded into this podcast called Sidewalk Talk, where we meet with thought leaders in the business world in Western New York. They have Western New York ties, and, and we find out uh, what they're up to, what their story is, and uh, see if it can connect with anybody out there. And, and we can learn from, from strengths and from mistakes. Uh, and today, we have Jordan Marwin. Jordan is a, uh, well, he's multiple things, mm -hmm. uh, but we're gonna start with what people would understand He's a personal trainer. Yes. But there's more to it than that. Why don't you ex why don't you start with explaining to me what it is that you do? Sure. Um, I started as strictly a personal trainer about ten years ago. Um, this business, this profession is very watered down. So there's a lot of people in the business with different accolades, different backgrounds. Um, I started wanting to pursue medicine. Uh, my brother is an orthopedic surgeon. My stepfather is emergency medicine. Um, I have a lot of influences in that regard around me. So I went that route for a while. I decided that wasn't for me. Um, Why? So, Why wasn't it for you? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so I was working at an ear, uh, ear, nose, and throat reconstructive mm -hmm. plastic surgery firm as an um, intern, and it just I got the sense that people don't value their health when you give it to them. So okay. people get fixed in the hospital, they don't really value what got fixed, they don't say thank you, they end up in the hospital later for not taking care of their wounds. So I find it that, well, my motto is people don't value their health when you give it to them, you, they value their health when you teach them how to maintain their health. When they have skin in the game. Yes. When they're working on it, mm -hmm. then they they're have, active versus passive. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, so while you were on that side, you said that, well, there's got to be a better way. But, but were you were you always into uh, exercise or what was how did? How yeah, did that um, I think I got into it when I was in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. um, I just enjoyed running. Um, and then I always looked for a sport that I liked, and I always I kept trading off the things that I liked more. So I started in running; um, that was a big part of my life. And I got into cross country, then I got into swimming, and then I rode um, all through high school and all through uh, college division one. Um, rode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rowing. rowing. Crew. Yeah, you're on crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I rode all four years, Division One, um, while studying uh, biology. Uh, Where'd you go to school? I went to St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So I rode on Boathouse Row, and I got to be around all those great Olympic yeah. level yeah, cool. rowers. It was really cool. Uh, after college, um, my NCAA um, eligibility ran out, so I had to find another sport. Plus, I was sick of rowing uh, after you do it for that long. But I still coached. Uh, so after that, I got into water polo, and man, that's a miserable sport because not only have to tread water, but there's people kicking you and dunking you. So I enjoyed that for a little bit, and then I kind of decided that I didn't like the swimming part, and I wanted to do the hitting part. So I got into Muay Thai kickboxing. Uh, from there, it stemmed into jujitsu and Muay Thai kickboxing, then a little bit of wrestling and boxing, and then MMA. 
Then I decided I didn't like MMA, so I got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I've been doing that for the last 10 years. And so how does that lead into being a personal trainer? Yeah, I got off topic a little bit. That's okay. So I realized that the profession was so watered down that I had to make myself distinguished. So I went to UB to get my master's in um, exercise science. Um, I mainly... With the idea of being a trainer? Yes. So uh, strength coach because okay. um, you can only be a strength and, do strength and conditioning specialist through um, the... Um, uh, sorry. The, so that means you get the degree with the... With a degree, you, you can, can only be a strength conditioning specialist if you have a uh, bachelor's, bachelor's okay. degree. All right. um, but then furthermore, uh, I wanted to get my master's in exercise science and focus on uh, biomechanics. That's a really big interest of mine. And what's called energy system development. Okay, which, what's biomechanics okay. and what's then go to the next biomechanics one? Biomechanics is kind of the study of how, the, the, how structures move yeah. and um, it is how joints and levers are supposed to move together and what they can do. Um, not a lot of people know what good movement is and biomechanics helps with that. Uh, and then, what was the other one that I said? Well, I couldn't pronounce it for you anyway. So you went biomechanics and there was something else. Biomechanics and now I'm slipping. Everybody heard that though. <laughs> Rewind tape and tell us what he said. We'll biomechanics, okay. So, bio, so you've taken that, mm -hmm. the biomechanics, and you use that in your, in your practice? Is, yes. Is, um, sorry, I just remembered. Energy system development. There you go. What so does that mean? Energy system development is um, something that people like to talk about, but I don't know if everybody really gets it right because it's a hard topic to swallow. Yeah. So there's three energy systems. The aerobic one, which everybody knows mm -hmm. aerobics. You go for a run. Um, anaerobic, which people think they know, but really most people think of anaerobic as just very hard aerobic work. Um, that's what people think of when they say lactic acid. And then there's um, anaerobic um, non-oxidative, so it's an explosive um, energy system which only high-level athletes have. So that's an energy system that's used up under 10 seconds. So if you do very explosive um, movements, that would be using a lot of energy in a very small period of time. Um, anaerobic is using a lot of energy in a longer time, and aerobic is uh, sustainable energy long, through a long time. Long time. Yeah. And what's the point of all of that? Um, the point of all of that is if somebody wants to get better aerobically, they need to train the other two somehow. So if you were to run a marathon, the way to get faster to marathon isn't to run more marathons, it's to train all three energy systems. So you have to run fast for short distances to get good at fast at long distances so that you're not overworking one system. So think about it as three glasses of water. Mm -hmm. If the aerobic energy system is filled to the brim, it can't get any better, but we want more water, so we have to fill the other two glasses to have more um, ability. So who, who uh, explain to me who, you, I mean, you have a lot of knowledge. Uh -huh. You have, obviously, you're, you're not a dummy. You've worked really hard, you study. Um, who, who, who are your clients? Um, who, who are you working for? Who, 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 do you, who, does, who do you handle? Uh, you're on your own, yeah. which I want to talk about the business side of that sure. too and what you've learned from that. Mm -hmm. but, but in your business of what you do, who, do you, who hires you? 
So um, I was just talking about how I recently made business cards and I haven't made business cards in nine years because since I, so I came back to Buffalo after college in Philadelphia and um, I started off at a couple of private clubs around Buffalo. So working for the Saturn Club, working for the Buffalo Club. Um, just trying to network and meet people. They're, so would people hire you to train them? I, wor I, I, I gave a percentage to the club to yeah. work in their fitness facility. I got it. Yeah. Okay. So um, when I decided to get out of there and work for the Harbor Center, I brought all of them with me. Mm -hmm. So right now I mainly, I'd say 90% of my clientele right now um, in the winter is general population. 10% um, of them are athletes. In the summer, it's about 50-50 because I still have rapport and um, I still have relationships with my athletes. When they're in school and out of school, they come back to Buffalo and I train them off-season for their sport. Uh, that's the main difference between a strength coach and a personal trainer is I'm qualified to make an annual what's called an undulating uh, program. So I will be able to train somebody throughout the year and be able to adjust their workouts appropriately so that they can perform on game day and they can still lift throughout. So there's a lot of things that go into that. There's not overstressing their body. There's injury prevention. There's neurological fatigue, which means that somebody could be physically capable, but neurologically burnt out. That's, I would compare it to like emotional fatigue. Yeah, After a stressful day, you're emotionally fatigued. After a stressful workout, day at school, day at work, um, stress at home, you can be neurologically fatigued, but still like fine muscularly. So you've done, you've, you've, you mentioned the Harbor Center. So you've done work for uh, the Pagulas or different players? Pretty, pretty, much, different, any, pretty much every population yeah. possible. And right now I train a couple of um, disabled mm -hmm. um, people uh, two of them, and um, I train a lot of doctors, which is really cool because one, it's cool to mix um, knowledge. And usually on day one, what I ask them is if I say anything crazy or doesn't sound right, or you know something alternative, please correct me, telling me I'm wrong. And um, we have a lot of really good conversations. The most that I have to ask is, um, usually if they're in a very specific facet of medicine, I try to ask them about that and I get to he uh, hear a lot about uh, the spine, uh, the joints of the body, um, different injuries that occur. Um, I train a couple of physical therapists and I just pick their brains the whole yeah. time. Yeah, because you all, that's the idea of this too. Yeah. We're just picking your brain to see if yep. someone wants to steal something from you and yeah. utilize it or make a connection with you. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to learn, right? So you, w part of your philosophy is to learn. Yeah. Even from your patients. Yeah. Do you call them patients? No, I call them clients. Clients. So. I'm not a doctor. Right. You know? Right. So, but some of the, I guess, if, if, you, if you trained from professional athletes to college athletes, then you can probably train Jane or Joe Doe. You yeah. Know, that you can it's more that. fun, actually, okay. I found, because athletes are already very high level. Athletes are already high performing. So, when you can train an athlete appropriately, meaning you don't hurt them yeah. um, and they can still go about their day because they still have practice later on. Um, they don't necessarily improve a lot. You just make little polishes here yeah. and a little bit of gains there. But with somebody like my mom, 
My mom's never been an athletic person. She got older and started to feel worse and worse because she's never played a sport and she never really was active. She just worked. So I get to teach people like that how to jump, funny enough. Uh, I get to teach people how to pick things up. People don't know how to pick things up off the floor um, well because um, if you do it improperly um, and you move your body in a way that it's not supposed to be moved, it's going to wear down and eventually break. So teaching people how to do things uh, in a good way, how to pick something up off the floor, how to squat instead of bend, um, how to push and pull things, uh, making sure all the joint segments work. Um, it's usually people who think that they got it all down that are the worst off. So uh, people come, I'm, I'm assuming your business is about to pick up in the new year and then, then mm -hmm. is that when you get a lot of new, new clients and then you lose them after four months or whatever? And um, I've had the same clients for like nine years. Yeah. And then when the athletes go to school, I take on who's ever friend or relative or son, daughter, mother, father. Um, I don't necessarily make a lot of room for clients so that I can think about my clients outside of work. I'm not gonna have my work be watered down. Uh, the most important thing to me above anything else is my reputation. So if somebody is not taking my advice, um, I tell them, um, do we wanna get there as uh, efficiently as possible or do we wanna do it your way? because my way is gonna prove right, and if you already knew what you were doing, we wouldn't be here right now. Uh, I give people two choices, and if they want to not do as I ask, which I don't ask much, I ask somebody to try. That's pretty much all I want, is to say you, you're gonna try, and not I can't, right? So with general population, they improve very quickly. They're really fun to teach things that are um, seemingly easy to do, but very valuable that can add to their capabilities, make their life easier. So that's very gratifying work. So that's awesome. So um, well, their learning curve or their, their mm -hmm. curve is a lot. You see, you get to see the results, yeah. right? So I don't that's necessarily have that boom after New Year's and then the drop okay, off. Because that's not the clientele you want, right? It's not the you, clientele that I want. And I can mm -hmm. tell if somebody actually wants to get in shape because they're, A, very open to coaching. And they're, um, if somebody asks questions, you know, the more the better. Um, here's another difference between a personal trainer and a strength coach. Um, well, I'll tell you how to tell if you have a bad personal trainer. If you ask anything, no matter what you're doing, if you ask why you're doing an exercise and they don't give you a good reason that you also understand, don't do it. That's really, everything should have a reason. So always start with why. That's the first question that you should ask somebody. Um, the second question I would say is what is your background? And if they have a background in basket weaving and now they're a personal trainer, then I wouldn't train with them. Yeah, same thing with marketing, by the way. Yeah. You got to have a reason for everything. You don't just do it. The number one thing I want to know about a personal trainer is why are you doing this? And it can't be this, and I can't reuse that same reason. Like, I can't look in a book and it's like, I have passion for it, or I like being in a gym. Those are not good reasons. It has to be personal. What's your reason? Oh, I told you. Yeah. I told you. Me working at a hospital, I really wanted to be a doctor. And specifically, I was working with a patient. I take pictures for, I took pictures for uh, insurance reasons yeah. of like the, um, the surgery in the OR and then afterwards the recovery every time they had to um, 
do uh, a visit to the patient. I would take a picture of their um, sutures just to track how the progress was going. Um, somebody was in there for a total um, esophageal reconstruction, which is really cool because they did it with a um, they did it with a flap of skin from the calf. They turned it inside out, and then you have a new esophagus. That's crazy. This person had a lot of cancer, mm -hmm. and they had to have the full reconstruction of their esophagus and a um, stent put in. So, um, or sorry, a stoma put okay. in, and um, they had to breathe out of it, and they had to get released with it. They had to go home with it, and it was also my job as the intern to get lunch for everybody, so I went outside to get lunch. It just so happened when they got released and they were smoking. No, I was out gonna of say, stomach. don't tell me they were smoking. Yeah, that made me so quit that round. So that's when you said, yeah. That's, I when I, that's when I finally, that's, that's the straw that broke the camel's back where I said, people can't be given their health. They have to yeah. earn it. They have to earn it themselves. If you don't earn it, you're not gonna value it. What about nutrition? What about it? Well, I mean, is that part of you? You hire someone hires you. Um, I don't do nutrition. It's different for everybody, and the more I've looked into it, the more complicated it is. Mm -hmm. But you, you can't like. I'll tell you what works for me, and we can try something similar. But usually, what I tell people to do is, well, my motto is identify your habits, um, choose whether that habit will make you a weaker human being or a stronger human being easier to kill or harder to kill. Um, if it's easier, make that habit very hard to get to or decide to drop it and replace it with something else. So for example, my wife loves eating candy. Um, I don't keep any of it in the house. Uh, nothing really, not that I don't like it. I love eating stuff like that. But um, when we want it, we have to walk to the store to get it or we have to make it. So there's a gas station a couple blocks away, there's a 7-Eleven a couple blocks away, there's a pizza place a couple blocks away. Um, if we want that food, we're gonna walk and get it. So we don't keep it in the house. So if, and when I think of personal training, where you're a, little, a lot of people think, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna encourage me to reach my goals, yeah. whatever it is, there's gonna be some uh, weight training and some cardio. Mm -hmm. um, how do you differ from that? Differ from? So the tip, of, the is that training. what it is? Is that what people say? I just need help. Uh, most people probably want to lose weight. People like me want to gain weight. Yeah. But is that what it... Globally, that is it. But it's not what you do. Right. If it was that easy, everybody in shape. But it's how you do it and understanding that it's not just killing yourself every workout. So I like to say a personal trainer can make somebody very tired, very sweaty, and very sore. Um, and a strength coach can make you stronger, your life easier, and you feel good. Because you're, you're also going to teach not just, the, obviously, a personal trainer yeah. I hope would do this. If, if, they're teach, if, if you're squatting, they're going to teach you to squat, right? Whatever, whatever yeah. the exercise is, they're going to teach you the exercise right. But from what I'm hearing from you, it's just not about doing the exercise correctly. Mm -hmm. It's living your uh, walking correctly. It's yes. opening doors correct, right? Because if you're doing a move, well, you have to move well before you move a lot and you move things under load. So if you don't squat down, if you don't sit down on a chair well, you're not gonna squat a bunch of weight well and things are gonna hurt the next day. So as a strength coach, it also depends on how invested you are in that um, profession. But personally, I want you to feel good walking out but be satisfied with how sweaty, tired, um, and how much you exerted yourself. Um, 
a strength coach is supposed to know tricks on how to make you um, stronger, lose weight or whatever your goal is without making you miserable. So I have, I have a client who's a um, professional boxer. He says whenever I, he can't, he's my new client as of two months ago. Uh, he said whenever I do legs in the gym, he's very athletic. Um, whenever I do legs in the gym, my lower body is annihilated for the next five days. Whenever I do legs, it's, they're annihilated. So I had him write down his workouts. I had him bring him in. I um, put him through, um, in two weeks, I put him through two workouts and he was, again, he was annihilated by the end of it. But the difference is, um, his workout was very overly redundant. Um, if you look at it as exercise, 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 they might be all accomplishing the same thing and you're burying yourself in the ground and you're abusing your joints. But if you separate it into movements, squat, hinge, lunge, things of that sort, um, you can cover your entire area that you wanna work, not be redundant and overuse any one part, and you can burn more calories because you're not just abusing one piece of it. So instead of doing, um, things that require your quads, 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 quads. Um, we did movements that are useful in his sport, um, not necessarily specific, but useful in his sport, different than what he's normally do, used to. Um, instead of following the path of uh, least resistance, which is how he moves normally, we follow a path of more resistance. Maybe it's correcting something, or maybe it's doing things on one, doing things on one leg because he usually exercises on two mm -hmm. legs. Um, just choosing a different stressor for the same movement. Um, people get very tired of doing the basics. I'm an expert on the basics. Um, a personal trainer knows a lot of exercises. So what I'll do is I make your workout very simple. Um, you can achieve the same thing. You won't be miserably sore the next five days um, unless you want to be. Um, and you can work out more times a week, which is always better than once or twice and just feeling miserable for the rest of the week. So what I'm hearing is you really dig deep. I mean, I guess a personal trainer would too, hopefully, to find out what their ultimate goals are. But you, for example, so I, I have an autoimmune disease. I have ankylosing spinalitis. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? I don't. So, okay, but it's a... Ange told me, actually. Okay, so it's a, it's a, it's a chronic pain disease, and mm -hmm. it's, it's a, uh, there's a fusion in your SI joint. Okay. Um, so that would limit some things. You've got to be real careful. Yes. So Jane Doe comes up and says, I have this particular thing. Yeah. What will you, and you've never heard of that one. What yeah. will you, what's, what's your protocol to make sure that you can train that person properly? Um, if somebody has a movement issue, um, I usually start off by asking, Do you, have you had physical therapy? Right. Do you see a doctor for it? And if so, I contact their physical therapist, I contact their doctor, um, I hear what their restrictions are. With, I start with what they shouldn't be doing. Right. Because if I train them beyond their capacity, they're gonna get hurt further. So first I check if they have any type of restrictions. Um, then I want to know what the doctor's advice was for them. Um, if I need any further investigation, I go into uh, one of my networking, my network with um, physical therapists. And um, a lot of times I end up talking to my brother uh, about spinal issues. Uh, I try to talk to as many different opinions as possible and then um, combine them into a protocol that I can follow 
so that we can stay within the restrictions of their movement. It, so um, we'll, we'll wrap up here in a sure. couple of minutes. Is, it's, is the, are the challenges what's fun? Is that what's fun? Because here, here's what, for you yeah. personally, because I wanted to talk about your, 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 your own business owner yeah. now. Is that a challenge that excites you, makes you nervous? Mm -hmm. All I mean, those things. There's people out there that are thinking, oh, I want to start my, maybe it's not yeah. your type of business, but yeah. they want to start their own business. Yeah. What have you learned in going through this process? Um, if, well, in training I say stress builds strength. The right kind of stress builds strength. Um, if you don't stress something, it won't change. So yeah, I'm intimidated, I'm scared, I'm excited, I'm all those things, but if something doesn't scare you, then it's probably not worth pursuing. I like it, I like it. We're gonna end there. Jordan Marwin, if someone wants to uh, talk to you and, and, and see if they qualify uh, to be trained by you mm -hmm. and you can be their strength coach, what do they do? They come to Kenmore Barbell and Fitness. They call you. They email you. What's how are they going to get in contact? Email or text me. Um, this place is kind of hard to find. Okay. That's kind of why I like it. Mm -hmm. um, email or text. Okay. And you want to give that out? Sure. Um, do you know your email address? Well, my email is just my first name, period, last name, Jordan dot okay. Marwin. Jordan dot Marwin at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Gmail yeah. It could also, uh, do you want to give out your number? If not, they can contact us. and we can um, They can contact you guys or the email if they can spell my name right. Okay. So. Jordan, yeah. J-O-R-D-A-N yep. dot, that's a period. Mm -hmm. That's not hard. Marwin, M-A-R-W-I-N. Got it. I got it right. So Jordan Marwin, um, strength coach. We've learned today the difference between a strength coach and a personal trainer and the importance of, of movement mm -hmm. and how that is critical, I would assume, not just in strength, training, and conditioning, but also as you get older. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're 60s and 70s and 80s, what's the big problem? People fall. Yep. So you probably work on balance and doing things the right way. If you yeah. learn now, It's the it misconception of how you get to those goals um, that really separates, I think, a personal trainer from a strength coach. Really interesting. Appreciate you being yep. on the show. That's it for Sidewalk Talk. Until next time.